Thanks for checking out the Junior High Ministry Podcast. Parents, students, leaders, we are so happy that you are checking it out this week. Um, we're talking about love. Mark Vinzon is teaching on how do you find love during the Christmas season and not people love, not romantic love. How do you find God's love during the Christmas season? It's the last week of Tis the Season. Um, we are so excited for Christmas Eve services. We have eight of them. Junior high and high school are going to be on the patio hanging out, so come by and say hello to us. There's information online about those services, and be praying about who you're going to invite to one of those services. And we are really excited for winter camp that's coming up, so if you have not signed up for winter camp, please make sure you do. And like always, if you like the podcast, if this is helpful to you, if you are learning something, if this is helping discussions at home, uh, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review. We love five-star reviews. It helps us get the message out. And leave a little comment, a little feedback would be great. Thank you for checking it out. Enjoy this week, the last week of Tis the Season. How y'all doing this morning? Oh, come on. Y'all were louder during worship. How y'all doing this morning? What's up? There we go. There we go. There we go. What is up, y'all? If we haven't met yet, my name is Mark Vinzon. I look over all of our amazing life groups and all of our leaders. I think we have a life group over here. Is this a life group sitting over there? Yeah, what's up? What's up? What's up? Um, guys, we are in. Man, they really messed up this table. Hold on, guys. Give me one second. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. That's for you, Derek. That's for you. Um, guys, uh, we are in our last week of our series. I think it's already on the screen. The series name is called Tis the Season. Wow, y'all practice that? Yeah, I'll practice that just for my audience. That's cool. So we're in this series called Tis the Season. We're wrapping up the story of Christmas. How you doing over there? Um, two weeks ago, we heard from Jeremy. He told us that hope is trusting in the bigger picture. Last week, we heard from Justin and he, thought, and he told us that peace happens with God. Peace is only possible through God. And this week, as we wrap our series, we're going to talk about love. Everybody say love. There we go. There we go. Um, and we have a series verse that we've been in. It's in Isaiah's, Isaiah ver, uh, chapter 9, verse 6. I think we have it up here. It says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he'll be called. Everybody read this with me. Here we go. And he'll be called... Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. See, what's really interesting is around this time, it seems that the whole world begins to talk about what? Christmas. Yeah, we're talking about what gifts to get. We're ta- Hanukkah. Yeah. We're talking about what gifts to get. We're talking about how to decorate the tree. We're talking about Santa. We're talking about elves. Everyone around the world seems to, listen up, listen up, listen up. Everyone in the world seems to be talking about Christmas, and they talk about family. They talk about spending time together. They talk about the love they want to share, to, share together. Um, so today, I want to share with you something that I feel like we talk about a lot during Christmas, and that's love. So before we get into, get into that, would you guys bow your heads and pray with me? Jesus, I thank you for the way that you start conversation, conversations in our lives. Whether it's about you or related to your heart, God, thank you for the conversations we get to step into, God. For these next 22 minutes, I pray that you erase any word that I have to say and you make your words and what you have to say more clear than anything else, God. And at the end of the, the day, would your love be so tangible, so real, and so evident? We pray this in your name, and everybody said, amen. So, 
like I said, we tend to talk about love a lot during Christmas, but I started to think we actually talk a lot about love every time of the year, right? So there's this song by Justin Bieber. It's called, oh, wow. I, I should, it's actually called, <laughs> it's actually called Love Yourself. Anyone know that song? Everyone, everyone know that that song comes on and just know every single word of that song? Yes, yes, you love that song. Yes, yeah, you love it. Here we go. And then, um, and then so another thing that we do is on social media, shh, on social media, when we want to tell somebody or we want to show somebody that we love or we like their picture, what do we do? Double tap, right? All you have to do is double tap. And it seems a lot that culture and all the movies that we watch and all the TV shows and all the Netflix shows and all the things we see on our social media feed, we talk a lot about what love looks like. And I think for some of us, I think we actually can feel kind of insecure about wondering if people actually really love us. So do we start to think, hey, am I looking a certain way that people would love me? Am I acting a certain way that people would want to be with me? Am I thinking a certain way that people would want to be with me or accept me? Am I, am, am I doing the right things? Am I playing the right sports, listening to the right music? Am, am I talking a certain way? And we get really insecure about how much people could really love us. And so before I start talking about love, I want to start off with this. So here's the first thing. First things first. Listen to this. First things first. Everyone deserves to be loved. yes even you. Say that with me. Everyone deserves to be loved. Yes, even you. Yes. See, I want, before we get started talking about love, I want you to hear this. Hear this from me. Hear this from the people around you. Hear this from Jesus, that no matter what, you deserve to be loved. That you don't need to act a certain way, look a certain way, talk, talk a certain way, or even you don't have to dress a certain way. No, no, no. You are loved for who you are and all of your awesomeness and all of your weirdness and everything that you're going through, you deserve to be loved. And I think that we don't hear that enough. So let me, hear that. Let me tell, tell you this again. First things first, everyone deserves to be loved. Yes, even you. And here's another thing. Anyone can be loving. Yes, even you. Say that with me. Anyone can be loving. Yes, even you. See, sometimes the insecurities that make us feel like we can't be loved become excuses for us not to love other people. So when we start to think, oh, I'm not, I, I, I won't be accepted, or I'm not good enough, or I don't talk like them, or I don't look like them, I don't think like them, sometimes we can say the same things to prevent us from loving other people. Maybe some of you in here said, oh, I can't be that person's friend because they don't look like me or they don't talk like me. Or maybe I can't be their friend because they're not nice to me. Or I can't talk or be or hang out or like their, po like their posts or compliment them because they aren't like me and I can't be with them. So hear this. Anyone can be loving. Yes, even you. See, we talk a lot about love in this culture, and what's really interesting is that Jesus came to a world that also talked a lot about love. See, the, the, in the time that Jesus came to the world, the Jews and the Pharisees, the people that Jesus uh, met with, they also talked a lot about love. You know, back then, they had rules on the people that you were allowed to love. They, they, they said, oh, you can only love people that believed in the same religion and used. You can only hang out with people that weren't disabled, that, that could think a certain way, or that weren't diseased, or that weren't sick. Those are the only people you could love. And also, you couldn't love on this 
certain day, like you only had to do certain things on this day. Love was constrained to rules and schedules, and they talked a lot about who you should love and what loving really meant. But Jesus, in a world that talked about love, Jesus wanted to show it. So here's a, here is the first point. Talking about love is cheap, but a lifestyle of love is priceless. See, talking about love is cheap, but a lifestyle of love is priceless. See, in a world that just talked about love, Jesus wanted to show it. So how did Jesus show love? How did God show love? See, we have a verse that's going to be up here. It's in 1 John, uh, verse 14, and it says this. So the word, be, oh, before, before we get into this, um, so this verse is actually written by one of uh, Jesus' really, really good friends named John. And um, so John was, wanted to describe what Jesus was like, what God was like, and so he writes about Jesus in this verse. Um, and earlier in the chapter, uh, John refers to Jesus as the word. He says he's the word made flesh. So anytime you see the, the, the word, word, replace that with Jesus. So Jesus became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And what this verse says is that Jesus wanted to live with us, wanted to be with us to show us what love looked like, what God's love looked like, what real love looked like. See, while everybody else was talking about love, Jesus wanted to show you a lifestyle of love. He wanted to show people what that looked like. See, to Jesus, love isn't a schedule. It isn't a schedule, and it's not a one-time project. Love is a lifestyle. See, a lot of people believe then that you had to do love, you had to schedule it out. Like, okay, if, 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 if I was going to love, if I was a Jew back then, I knew that I can only love certain people, and these, th- these are the only people I could fit in my schedule. So you had to be a Jew, you couldn't be sick, you had to be perfect, you had to think like me, talk like me, and those are the only people that I can love. And some of them even thought that, you know what, if I love only one person this week, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done loving for the rest of the year. I'm officially loving. But no, Jesus woke up every single day saying, loving is just my lifestyle. See, there are times when Jesus was with his disciples, and the disciples wanted to go from town to town to tell everyone, this is Jesus, he's God, we're going to win, those guys suck, believe in Jesus. They wanted to go to every single town and let everyone know who Jesus was. And they were on a strict schedule. Jesus, we got to go to this town, we got to heal these people. Jesus, we got to go to that town, we got to tell them who you are. Go to that town and tell them that you're a better king and their king sucks. We have to do those things. But every time the disciples kept moving from town to town, Jesus would say, wait. My love isn't on a schedule. I want to I be with these people. Let's, we'll worry about that later. I don't want, I want to love these people right now. You know, back then, there's this thing called the Sabbath. And on that day, you weren't supposed to do anything. And the Pharisees, the, the, the Jewish people, the people who were in charge said, you couldn't perform any miracles or love anybody or do anything out of the ordinary or do any work on that day. But Jesus said, Love isn't a one-time project. Love isn't a set of rules. I'm going to love no matter what day it is. 
And they would get upset when Jesus would perform miracles on that day. They'd get upset when he'd hang out with the sinners and the people who were dirty. He'd get upset when they, he would hang out with the tax collectors on the day that you weren't supposed to do anything. Because Jesus knew that loving was a lifestyle. See, Jesus didn't just live a lifestyle talking about love. And yeah, he'd sit with his disciples and say, this is how you should love. This is what you should do. And loving really shows people who God is. He didn't just have a lifestyle talking about it. He lived a lifestyle acting in love. And I think we can really get overwhelmed and intimidated when we, when we try to see how we can love like Jesus. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, man, like, Jesus is the ultimate form of God's love. Jesus is like God in the flesh. Like, Jesus is the perfect symbol of love, right? Okay, well, I can't heal people. I can't raise people from the dead. I can't turn water into wine. I can't just easily forgive somebody who backstabbed me. That's not easy for me. Like, those are big, intimidating things, right? But here, here we are. We're like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to love like you, Jesus. Or every single day, I got to love somebody. I, can't, I don't know if I can do that. But instead of looking at the big things that Jesus did, I say, why don't we look at Jesus' character? See, there's, um, there's a passage in the Bible that talks about what love is. And if Jesus is full of unfailing love and Jesus is the symbol of perfect love, then this is what Jesus is like. It's in, um, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. So anytime you see the words love or it, replace that with Jesus' name. And this is what it sounds like. Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Jesus does not demand his own way. Jesus is not irritable. He keeps no record of wrongs. Jesus does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Jesus never gives up. Jesus never loses faith. Jesus is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. See, sometimes we can look at the big miracles that he performs, and we'd be like, that's what I have to be. I can't do that. What I'm saying is, or what I think Jesus wants us to do is ask us, how can we be patient today? How can you be kind today? See, Jesus was patient with the disciples who just wanted to go and perform the next miracle. He was kind to the people that no one wanted to be kind to. If anyone deserved to be prideful, deserved to be right, who was it? It was Jesus, but he wasn't. When everyone thought there was enough food to go around, when there was enough bread or fish to serve, he remained hopeful. When people wanted to give up, even though they knew he was going to die, Jesus remained faithful. Jesus rejoiced when people are healed. Jesus rejoiced when people came to him. Jesus rejoiced when people felt believed in and felt welcomed and felt loved. And you're probably looking at this like, Mark, okay, I can't, I tried to be patient, I failed that. Tried to be kind, I failed that. I've already been rude today. Mark, just looking at this verse, I've already given up. So I can't be loving today. I can't be, I've already given up. See, this isn't a set of rules. This isn't a rubric. This isn't a scorecard. This is a guide to show you that you can at least do one of these things every single day. Because a lifestyle, an active lifestyle, is doing one of these things every single day. Is waking up every single morning, just like Jesus is. Jesus and say, how can I be patient today? 
How can I not be jealous today? How can I be hopeful today? How can I rejoice today? How can I love somebody today? And Jesus says this. See, this is really hard sometimes, and we, sometimes we can mess up, and we can give up, and sometimes we don't end up doing one of these things today, but Jesus says this. Because I love you, you can try again. Because I love you, you can love again. You'll, you'll mess one of these up. It's okay. But because I love you, wake up tomorrow and try again. Oh, you messed up that day. It's okay. Because I love you, this is what Jesus says, I want you to try to love again. Try to be patient again. Okay, you didn't do that today. It's okay because I love you. I want you to never give up. See, this is the kind of love that Jesus wants us to try. Um, so, I've been working at Mariners now for about four years, um, and uh, some of you may know, so I actually what, didn't really grow up in the church, actually didn't really grow up reading Bible verses or anything like that. Um, actually grew up in a very tough neighborhood, uh, primarily African-American and, and Latino-American community, and so when I moved to Irvine and I started going to Mariners, I felt really kind of alone. Um, I actually don't talk a lot of the way that people talk, you'll, you'll, if you get to know me, you'll have to realize that Mark is kind of different, like he talks a certain way. Um, and when I started coming here, I kind of felt different. And I kind of felt like I wouldn't fit in. And then when I started working here, I even felt that a little bit more. And it feels kind of uncomfortable to feel like no one will really accept you if you really act the way you act. So, you know, sometimes I'll get on the mic and I'll, I'll start talking to certain way, like, yo, what up, y'all? And to be honest, I feel like if I act how I really am, and I really show who my true self is, people won't accept me. And so what I try to do is I try to see other people, and I try to love them, and try to get to know them, but I still never really felt accepted. I never really feel known. I never really felt loved. And I was honestly, I was at a point where even when I came to junior high, the, the just a couple months ago, where I thought I wanted to quit and leave Mariners and leave this city because I didn't feel like anyone knew me, loved me, or accepted me, that I didn't fit in. And I was going to give up. And then I met this guy on the JHM staff, and I really didn't think I was ever going to know him or get to know him. He actually looked different from me, and, and from what I heard, he didn't think the same way I thought, so I thought I'd never get to know him. But it was after service, and I just said, you know what? I'm just going to do one thing. I'm going to just try to get to know. I'm just going to be patient. I'm, no, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to ask him, hey, my name is Mark. What's yours? What are you all about? And that person was David. See, when I first met David, I really didn't think I'd ever get to know him. I actually didn't think him and I would have really good friends or would ever be able to connect because I didn't connect with anyone else here. But I wish I could say that I kept talking to him after, but it wasn't that I kept talking to him that made me realize what happened. It's that David started to see me every single day when I'd come into the office. He'd send me funny text messages or, or funny memes, and he'd, he'd share some music with me that he'd be listening, but he made an effort every single day to say, hey, Mark, I see you. Hey, Mark, I'm here right here with you. Hey, Mark, you don't need to give up because I'm right next to you. Hey, Mark, I want you to be yourself. Every single day he woke up and came into the office or came to the service and wanted to make me feel connected and loved. So here's the big idea. Love requires 
action. And it doesn't, doesn't need to be this big thing where you need to buy somebody a huge gift or you have to get on a stage and preach from a mic and say, hey, I really like you or you're really awesome. That's not, what, that's not what Jesus wants. What Jesus wants is for you to wake up every single day and ask yourself, how can I be patient today? How can I be kind to someone today? How can I wake up and send somebody a funny text that reminds them that I love them, that reminds them that I see them? So that was what David did to me. And when we love people in a lifestyle of love, we make them feel seen, we make them feel known, we make them feel loved, and we make them feel accepted, just like David helped me feel loved and at home. And right now, Jeremy is going to be handing out um, some of these cards, these move cards. Um, and what, here's what I want you to do. Even if you've been paying attention, even if you have not, even if you, you probably will, won't bring this home, or maybe if you will, I want you to take this card. And I, ask, I want you to ask yourself this. How will you be moved to love tomorrow? Maybe this week, this month, through the end of the year. Who is someone you can be patient with? Who is someone you can be kind to? Who is someone that you can compliment? Who is someone you can spend time with? Maybe it's your brother. Maybe it's your sister. Maybe it's, it's a family member you're going to see. Maybe it's a group of people that you don't really like, but you want to start loving them. Maybe it's something you want to do. How can you be loving? How can you live a lifestyle of love? How can you act and love this week? Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Jesus, um, thank you that you invite us into a journey of love where we can take one step every single day. And even if we miss a step, even if we forget or mess up, you say that you love us and you want us to try again. God, I, I pray that you would help us to move in love this week, whatever it is, whether big, small, medium-sized step that is, would you make that clear? God, thank you for the way that you love us. We pray this in your name. Amen. I hope you learned something this week. And again, can't wait to see you at the Christmas Eve services. We love you guys in junior high. Remember, life is better in junior high because you are in junior high. Have a great week.